Hey guys, and welcome to a new segment of Malaprops and Moxie I'm calling 10 with Tay. While some of them might not be 10 minutes exactly, it will be a chance for you to get to know me a little more. If you ever have any questions about me or want to know more, please reach out to me on Instagram at Malaprops and Moxie. I hope you enjoy this mini-sode of 10 with Tay. All right, welcome everyone to a 10 with Tay episode. This episode is about my breast reduction. Um, I got a breast reduction back in April of 2019 and wanted to tell you guys a little bit about the story. Um, Fun fact, this is a part one because I'm actually scheduled to interview my surgeon um, later this week. And so we'll be releasing his episode as a regular episode on Malaprops and Moxie. So Um, just to give you some context, you know, I've always been a a bigger chested girl. I mean, even since I can remember pre puberty, really, I started getting boobs, um, middle school, high school for sure was kind of when I (laughs) reached my peak, if you will. Um, you know, everybody knows the song, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And that song could not be more true of my life. Um, when I, you know, was in high school, I would have friends that would like grab the middle of my bra and shake it up and down and, you know, say like milkshake. And it was super inappropriate. Um, but, you know, as someone who is younger, I just always thought, oh, it's funny. Oh, I'm getting attention from guys. Um, <laughs> this is this is normal. Like people do this all the time. We tease each other, but in reality, thinking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, how how horrible was that? And I I don't think I realized how much of a toll it took on me, um, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But this is one of the reasons why I knew a breast reduction would change my life. Um, I, I I think that oftentimes like people who maybe look at other women with larger chests, they think like, oh, it's, it's definitely what I want. Like I want a bigger chest. I want bigger boobs. I like want to fill out my bathing suit or my whatever tank top. And let me tell you as a girl who's been on that side, it is not as fun as it's cracked up to be. Um, boobs bring a lot of horrible side effects, um, which I will get into, but they, they're not fun. And I, I hated them. I have photos of me when I was, um, Tig Bitty Tay. Um, that was a nickname that I had all through high school. And you know, it's funny cause I don't know now as an adult, I'm thinking like, why in the world did I let people call me that? But I mean, it was well known around my high school that I was Tig Bitty Tay so much so that I had that nickname on the back of a t-shirt for one of my powder puff games. And I didn't think anything of it. Like that was me. That's how people described me. And I just kind of let them do that. And I accepted it. But when I started pursuing the reduction, I realized that like, this is something that I've wanted for a really long time. Um, I pursued it for over a year. It took me over a year to get it done. And it cost me physical, emotional, financial, and time. Um, Just like in all aspects of my life, I was dedicating a lot of time to this process. And so I wanted to kind of walk you guys through this, whether 
this is falling on ears of people that just want to get to know me more. Um, maybe you're a guy listening and you've never really thought about how boobs affect women. <laughs> I hope you learned something today. Um, or if you're a girl who's been thinking about getting a breast reduction, like please keep listening. Cause this is, this is a good story. I promise. All right. So in the physical aspect, um, you know, anytime I worked out, I always had to wear multiple bras. Um, even when I wasn't working out, the bras that I would buy were absolutely not cute. They had to have super duper high support and almost always they, you know, were encompassing like a full coverage of my body in order to hold everything in. Also bras for bustier women are way more expensive. So when, um, an average size person would be buying a bra at like, I don't know, 18, 20, 30 bucks max. I was spending at least 60, if not more, um, because you needed to, if you, if you didn't invest the money, you weren't going to be supported and you would be in pain. Um, when it comes to exercising, I would always wear at least two or three sports bras. Um, and, you know, doing high knees, jumping jacks, um, any sort of high intensity stuff. Like the bouncing is real and it's not cute. It's not a Baywatch moment where they look like they're moving in perfect form. It is painful. Um, it causes stretching in the skin. Um, you can feel the weight just kind of like bouncing up and down on your chest and really like your spine is not meant to to, to handle that. And so one of the things that I had to do, which I'll get into in a minute is seek a chiropractor. Um, and when she did an x-ray of my spine, she said that the, the part in my neck, um, on my spine was actually curving in the opposite direction. And it was due to the weight that my body was carrying on the front of my body, um, like on my chest. So, you know, in a person in my 30s, she's like, it's not an issue now, but when you get older, it's 100% going to cause you problems. And so for me, this was like not only going to help me right now in my current life, but it was going to help me be proactive in getting my body corrected for, you know, me when I'm older. And then the other thing is like the shoulders and neck. I know a lot of people will hear women complain about, you know, shoulder pain, neck pain. And that is very much real. Like every time I would take off my bra, I would get like huge indentions on my shoulders. Um, they would be red and essentially it's like a little crater that is created, um, in the top of your shoulder. Um, and then as far as your neck goes, like you're, you're kind of always like holding them up. And so your neck, you don't realize how much tension it puts on your neck. So physically it was 100% something that I knew I wanted to change. And emotionally, um, I think that people don't realize like what having certain attributes on your body can, how they affect your emotions. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I, I wasn't really too sure of how my body and, and how people viewed my body or talked about my body would affect me, um, later on, but I 100% always got attention, whether it was good or bad. Um, I, I think going through the emotional turbulence at a younger age is is something that has come up and showed up more in my later life um, as it relates to like dating. And I wanted to read a portion of the personal statement that I had to write for my breast reduction. I had to submit paperwork to my insurance company. And this is a little excerpt out of that. The emotional toll this body has taken on me has been nothing short of consistent emotional turbulence. I grew up in Florida, which means I grew up at the beach. 
Wearing a bathing suit as a preteen and teenager with my size chest always attracted more comments and looks than I ever asked for. Not only did I have to concentrate on keeping my boobs from flying out of poorly constructed made for larger chests, but I also had to listen, process, and try to forget all the inappropriate words from men, both my age and old enough to be my father. When you spend your puberty learning that your body gets certain reactions out of boys and men, it's very hard to navigate the emotional toll that that can take on a young girl. Even as an adult in my 30s, I have been hearing some of the same comments and disgusting suggestions from men for the last two decades. It gets very old. Knowing my self-worth and value has been battling with these derogatory motions for so long. It gets hard to keep your head up at times. It also causes confusion when trying to navigate intimate relationships with boyfriends and potential mates. Having to discern whether a comment about the way you look on a date is genuinely a nice compliment or another pervert looking at my curves. It's damaging and requires more than just reciting the sticks and stones rhyme in my head. That rhyme is a load of you know what, by the way. So that kind of gives you a picture as to where I was emotionally um, before I got my reduction. And so that's what kind of made me like say, all right, now is the time. So when you talk about finances, this definitely affected me financially. Um, When you pursue a breast reduction, you have the choice to either pay out of pocket or try to see if your insurance will cover you. And my insurance, I really wanted to get my insurance to cover it because it's not a cheap surgery. And so you have to go see a chiropractor and get treated for at least eight weeks. You have to show proof of weight loss. Um, You have to go to a surgeon and you actually have to get a doctor recommended note from someone outside of your plastic surgeon. So with that being said, um, the amount of money that I spent... (laughs) prepping for this was a lot. Um, so if you're interested in getting one, I highly recommend that you start putting money aside because there's a chance that you might not get covered or that you'll be pursuing some out-of-pocket expenses at specialists like chiropractors and things like that. And then to give you guys a timeline of, of how this went down. So November 17, I'm sorry, December of 2017, I went to the doctor, my plastic surgeon, and got the checklist from him. He's like, okay, I think you could be a decent candidate. You definitely like would benefit from a reduction, but I don't know if the insurance is going to cover you. So he gave me a checklist and it was literally like all these things that I had to do. So I had to go to the chiropractor. I had to write a personal statement. I had to show proof of weight loss. Um, I had to get a letter from my GP you know, suggesting that I, that this would be good for me. Um, and so it took me a little while to do that because the chiropractor, I had to see them for like eight to 10 weeks. I had to show proof of weight loss, which isn't an instant thing. And so May of 2018, so about five, six months later, I submitted all my paperwork to the insurance company. And then it only took about four, four to five weeks to hear back. And so in June of 2018, I found out that I was approved. And I was shocked because my doctor had told me, you know, while you do have big boobs, like they're not the biggest we've ever seen. And so they might not cover this, but I was approved and I was like, hell yes. So my, my insurance was going to cover the surgery. It was going to be zero out of pocket. I was just freaking pumped. So I scheduled my surgery for November of 2018 and which was 
in the future because of my line of work. I needed to make sure that when I got my surgery, I was able to take time off. And so November seemed like the best idea. So from July to November, I was just kind of like hanging tight. And so I kept doing the things that I had been doing, like going to the gym and working out. I really felt good about where I was at. And so in September of 2018, I actually went back to my doctor to like check in and, you know, see how things were going. And he was like, oh my God, like you look great. What have you been doing? And I was like, I've been going to the gym, like showing proof of weight loss. And he's like, well, I think your boobs might've got smaller. And I was like, no, no way. Like I'm still wearing the same bras. Like they still feel the same. They still feel giant. They're still bouncing all over the place. Like no way. And he's like, well, let me just check. So he did an exam and he was like, yeah, we, we cannot take out the, the amount of tissue that I originally put in your paperwork. And because of that, I am not legally allowed to go under the knife knowing that the amount on the insurance claim is wrong. So to avoid fraud, he's like, we have to resubmit this paperwork. We have to kind of send them like an addendum. And so I'm like, oh my God, okay. So we send in the paperwork and put the new amount. And about four weeks later, I get a letter from my insurance company saying that they have now denied my surgery because they said there's not enough tissue being taken out. Like my boobs aren't big enough essentially now. And I, I was devastated. You guys, I, I cried a lot for sure. I was super pissed because I just think healthcare is ass backwards anyways. And so it was really frustrating for me to know that I had like done my due diligence and worked really hard. Now, granted, this is like October, 2018. So we're, we're coming up on a whole year now of me pursuing this process. And so I knew financially like paying for it on my own was I guess it wasn't an option for me at first. And, and if it was going to be an option, it was a lot of money. So I wasn't able to like, you know, October was when I found out that I was denied and my surgery was scheduled for the very next month. And so I was going to have to come up with like 10 grand all by myself. And so I just decided to like sit in my feels and I told my doctor like, all right, let's cancel the surgery. Like I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And so I actually, um, went back in December to my doctor two months later and said, I want to appeal. I want to see if I can actually get the insurance company to approve this. So I put in an appeal and I wasn't able to get it. And so in January of 2019, now we're over a year of this process, I sought a second opinion and I went to a different surgeon who, you know, I was hoping would say like, oh yeah, let's, we can, we can do, we can take out more and we can get the insurance to approve you. And he pretty much told me not a chance. Um, so after that, I was sitting in this position of, okay, Taylor, if you want a breast reduction, you've got to pay for it by yourself. Is this important to you? Is this something that you want? And ultimately I decided that yes, this is going to change my life. And sometimes you have to invest in things. And, you know, I've bought a house, I've bought a car and and those things are big purchases, but they benefit my life. And they are things that I have chosen to incorporate into my life that help my way of living. And this breast reduction was going to be one of them. So I scheduled my surgery for April of 2019 and went ahead and got it done. So it was the best decision of my life. Um, I was super grateful for my surgeon. I was super grateful for just the way that it all went out. I ended up financing through care credit and was able to finance for no, um, interest for 24 months. 
So I just did a really good job of making my payments and I paid my surgery off and um, it's March right now. So April of 2021 will be my two year anniversary and I have paid it off already and it's been one of the best, (laughs) best things ever. Um, I actually wanted to share a clip with you guys. I recorded myself in the car on the way home after surgery and I was definitely still on the medication and um, coming off of anesthesia. But I wanted you guys to listen to this and just give you an idea of where my head was at. Um, I cried. (laughs) I cried as soon as I woke up because, and I'm going to cry again. I'm so happy. I think it's the the meds. But I also think it's because my expression of emotion is tears. So if I'm happy, sad, whatever. Anyways. I'm really excited. I cannot wait to eat. Apparently they had incubate in in what's that word? Incubate me. AKA put a tube down my throat because they were gonna like sit me up and back me down and sit me up and so they have to do that for like precautionary measures. Anyways, just wanna let you know I'm alive. Literally the second I go home I'm eating Chex Mix and taking a narcotic. So you guys can kind of see where I was emotionally. It, it was a huge deal to have part of my body changed permanently and, and a part of my body that had defined who I was for so long. And, you know, while I still have a chest, it it has given me so much more um, appreciation for who I am as a person. It has changed the way that I move, the way I exercise, the way I shop, the way I'm able to purchase things. I mean, it is it has been so much of a game changer and I wouldn't have it any other way. If I needed to get another one, I would pay for it in a heartbeat because for me, the money was worth it and, and all the energy that went into it was worth it. And so I hope that this gives you a little bit of an insight into who I am as a person, why I'm so, you know, body positive and, um, that it gives encouragement to any girls out there who are thinking about going through this process. Um, get excited though, because I am releasing an episode with my surgeon, um, Dr. Shire from Charlotte plastic surgery. So give him a little tease there. Um, but in the meantime, if you guys have questions, you can always hit me up on Instagram. It's at Malaprops and Moxie. And thanks for listening to my first 10 with Tay. This episode of Malaprops and Moxie was recorded at the Huga Coworking Podcast Studio. You can find them online at wearehuga.com, and that's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. The music was recorded and produced by Young Citizen. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and write a review.